Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. Welcome to Outrageous Stories with the Angry Ninja and ever so often, a special guest. Alright guys, welcome to Outrageous Stories with the Angry Ninja and sometimes a special guest. And today, we have a special guest. You get to hear a story about somebody besides me. Isn't that awesome? Ain't that right, Moonshine? You got a story for us. Yes, that's right. Okay, well I'm just going to sit back and make jokes about your story. So let's hear what you got. Okay, so I hope everybody's having a great day out there listening to this podcast. And... I hope that my story entertains you and makes you feel better about yourself. It all started with a boy in a dream. Now I, in 2000, in 2000, in 2008, 2009, I decided to get up on stage and do stand up comedy. I had no idea what I was doing. In fact, only thing I knew I had some, I think it was something about Winnie the Pooh or something like that, an impression that I was going to do. Well, I get to the open mic and I found out very quickly a comedian that has now experienced a lot of success, and I will not mention any names, was at the comedy club and he goes, oh, what are you working on? So I've never done stand-up before, so I was just had an idea he he goes up on the stage and uses my idea and he is he's been on he's been on hbo he's been on the view he's been on a bunch of different stuff so that was an introduction to how stand-up comedy really can be and a lot of time is there's a lot of people out there that will take your stuff and he may not have meant to really take it, but he did. Oh, and no, he meant no, to. He, he, yeah, he meant to take it. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't even know how to write a joke. In fact, to this day, I'm not great at writing jokes. So I, I did stand up over and over and I really enjoyed it and had a different kind of perspective, <laughs> a very different kind of perspective where people, uh, they didn't really like my perspective because most people that do stand up are left wing. Uh, it's just what it is. Or um, are very creative people and tend to put phobias on people and things like that. So I spoke from a perspective that I was a proud American at the time. I was in the National Guard. I was very proud American, love my country, and this and that. And, uh, it was, uh, yeah. So they uh, they didn't really they didn't really care for me too much, and that was uh, that was the beginning of not really caring about me too much in stand up. So I kind of alienated myself. Uh, I would go and perform and different things like that. So we 
we get to there's this is actually there's um i'm gonna tell you uh today kids i'm gonna tell you a story about a guy that was going in 2016 to no it was 2017 that was going to a um uh, it was uh a nonprofit veterans organization and I was going to help them raise money. And well, let's put it this way. I lived in the hood in the time at the, in the hood at the time and, uh, in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And one day I don't even, I think this has been, yes. So I lived in, yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, I lived in Nashville. Yeah, there you go. So one day, um, I heard something outside and it was, a, it wasn't a ping ping. It was a, and then you heard a, and this wasn't the internet from the nineties. This was a drug deal shootout between, I sounded like an AR 15 and a damn AK 47. So I had a Barney Fife gun. It's called a high point. I, it, I hardly, I never used it. In fact, the one time that I did try to shoot with it, I dropped a bullet and the bullet went off between my legs. And, uh, wow. yeah, that's, that's like a redneck vasectomy. Yeah, that's, uh, that is, that's something that doesn't ever happen. And it was, I had cheap bullets and a cheap gun. So I went to my bag for whatever reason because obviously my brain wasn't functioning at the time went and got my nine millimeter and decided I'm going to go outside. Yeah. Well, that was, that was a great idea. I heard the, the gun, it wasn't gunshots. It's straight up just damn war zone going on outside. So I just tiptoe right back into the apartment at the time I was living with a, um, uh, a one eyed man, <laughs> that, that looked like the guy from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, wow. and his deaf his deaf wife, the, in the middle of the night would go. Uh, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you should have took some pointers. Yeah, well, I, I yeah I did. Uh, I would just be sitting in my room, and uh, all of a sudden you hear. Uh, I was like, whoa all right then uh, and then he he would knock on my door and he was uh he was in his underwear and thank god he had he, that. Was, rub, he was rubbing his balls and hey man how's it going i'm like uh all right <laughs> all right so that was fun and well, I leave that wonderful place to get on a plane, and I noticed my bag was probably a little bit heavy that day. I don't know why I didn't check inside of it, but I didn't. So you get to the airport, and the time I worked at the airport was a security company. You get to the airport, and it says, "Don't forget this, and don't forget that." You're reading signs. It says, "You know, remember that you can't." Uh, if you forgot anything, you can't go back. And uh, it doesn't say anything about guns, though. Hey, remember, if you have a gun on you right now, probably want to take that back to your vehicle. 
Well, you know, they're probably thinking it's the airport. Nobody would bring a gun. Yeah, well, let me tell you something, buddy. You wouldn't believe how many times a day people bring guns to the airport. Yes, I would. Okay. So I go through the uh, – I'm standing there just, you know, Joe Blow going to perform and New Mexico. By the way, there's a reason why they say uh, we'll laugh in the manana. There is There are no comedy clubs in – Albuquerque, New Mexico. And there's a reason why. These people are like a martini. They are very dry. So anyway, so I'm going through all the stuff you got. I had cowboy boots on at the time. It seemed like a I love my cowboy boots. And you I was taking my cowboy boots off and they take your bag obviously and run it through. And uh I heard some uh, some chatter and some stirring going on, and I was like, what's going on over there? And all of a sudden, <laughs> I get my stuff on. I go through the x-ray machine as myself, and they look at me, and they go, would you like to tell us anything about what's in your bag? And I was like, no, I've got. I brought some change with me because I'm a baller. <laughs> right. I roll. I roll. I roll hard. I roll them nickels. And uh, yeah, I roll. I roll big time. Uh, yeah. The uh, the recent song was to say, "My money doesn't jiggle jiggle. It folds." Yeah, my money. My money. Jiggles. Jiggle jiggles, it doesn't fold. <laughs> My money jiggle jiggles, it don't fold. But uh, so I'm, um, yeah. So they say no, that that can't be changed. Are you sure that you don't have anything you want to tell us? And I'm like, no. In the back of my mind, I'm like, what in the hell could it be? Well, it was the gun. I had brought a gun to the airport, but you didn't get arrested. Well, okay. Don't don't get too far ahead of me there, uh, Br'er Rabbit. Um, it's turtle time, so I started. I started to uh, break down. I thought I was going to prison. I've been in law enforcement as far as the correctional area of it. I've, I've transported inmates. I saw myself wearing some bracelets. And they didn't go to Jared. We'll put it that way. So they tell they take me in a room, and this is where I thought I was going to be waterboarded. <laughs> um, GSA is pretty harsh. <laughs> what do you know? What do you know? What do you know? What do you know about this gun? Where did it come from? What is the plan? Okay, it was in Germany. But... They take me in the room. They tell me this happens all the time. And they said, what, helped, what what saved me from having some serious charges was the fact there wasn't a round in the chamber. So I guess that's, yeah, uh, it's a technicality. They gave me a $1,000 fine and sent me on my way. Well, that started off the trip really great. So I get on, I get on the plane, and I've got, you've got, usually two kind of people with you: the people that don't want to talk, and the people that want to talk too much. Well, I had the one that 
wanted to talk too much. And he wanted to tell me he had an NRA shirt on and he wanted to explain to me how, how important it was for us to own guns in this country. And at the time really didn't want to talk about guns. (laughs) And he said, you believe, and he's reading an article about a football player at the time. He's like, you believe this guy? What a dumbass bringing a gun to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yeah, what an idiot. (laughs) What? Can you believe somebody be so freaking stupid? Can you believe some people? And then one lady's in the back. I agree. That's stupid. What were they thinking? And then the, this one guy was from like Turkish Turkey. He goes, I agree. What? That's so stupid. How could they bring? How could they? And that's the horrible Turkish accent. But how could they bring gun to airport? <laughs> Just like. Slumping down in the chair. You're like, look, I was sleepy when I packed, okay? I was sorry. Yeah. And then I'm next to him on the other side. I'm in the middle, which is always fun. I'm in the middle, and next to him on the other, next to me on the other side is a big time liberal. And they're, they say, oh my God. I hate guns. I hate people who own guns. I do agree with that son of a bitch, though. How dare somebody bring a gun to the airport? And I'm like, oh, this is what? Well, what have I done? Why is this happening? And then they start getting into an argument. And listen, you shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and then the, uh, the lady comes by and tells us, we're we're, we're not going to be taking off for about 35 to 45 minutes, okay? <laughs> oh, God. That's the absolute worst, so the, even on a good day. Oh, my God. And then my headphones, battery low. <laughs> no, oh, my God. What, what have I done? And, and the, the guy from Turkey goes, I don't know what he had to eat, but he had some of the nastiest stuff in a little bag. He goes, you want lamb? You want lamb with cubs? I was like, uh, no, I'm, oh my God, that smells like pure death. So I'm smelling that. And then the lady comes by and I said, can I get a Sprite, please? We're out of Sprite. So, the same time while I'm talking, these two are going back and forth with each other. Listen, if you don't want to live in this country, we have guns in this country. Shut your mouth. You're so stupid. You're like that idiot that brought a gun to the airport. Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. You're like, leave me out of this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm almost like, wait a second, they know. They know. They know. And then I'm paranoid. I'm like, they know. They know. Oh, my God, they know. So um at this time I wished I was high. Right? 
it's almost on like, anything. It's, it's almost like it was a secret plan from the TSA to put a plant next to you just to make you feel bad the entire flight. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. And then, while, then all of a sudden, we're still sitting there, and the guy that's sitting next to the guy, I guess, is from one of the countries that hates Turkey, and he goes, where are you from? I'm from Turkey. And they start talking. They start arguing. And apparently he's Islamic. And and this is really happening. He's Islamic. He is, one of them is a, um, uh, the the two different, uh, I'd be able to tell you if I wasn't trying to tell you right now. The two different, Shia and uh, the other one. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Seinfeld says, the yeah, you got Pavarotti, so and so, and then the other guy. But um, yeah, the the Shia and the the Sunni. There we go. And he's arguing with him now about Allah. There, those two idiots are back and forth with me, and the entire time a baby starts to cry. I'm like going through pure hell here. And the guy goes, the baby, stop the baby laughing, the baby laughing. He's like, he's not laughing. He's crying. The baby laughing at me. He doesn't like me or my lamb. I'm like, oh, my God, what in the hell is going on? So the lady keeps coming by. And this is like, this is my life. The, the stewardess comes by. She looks at me mm-hmm, and just kind of gives me that look. I'm like, they all know. They all know, but they won't tell. They all know. I'm, I bet. I bet they've taken my picture. I'm on CNN. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, "Can I get a water?" You'll have to wait, sir. <laughs> In the entire time, those two are going back. It's like it's like a musical of 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 garbage. Those two are going back and forth. The two guys are arguing about Islam, and the baby continues to cry. He he opens that bag back up with that nasty lamb stuff on it, and I'm like, "This is I guess I'm in I'm in hell right now. This is hell." So finally, the plane takes off, and some joker up in the front makes a joke about 9/11, which is always great. He goes, <laughs> "Well, we're taking off." <laughs> Hopefully nothing happens like 9-11. So the guy in the back, this this really happened. The guy in the back goes, and I know I'm saying this really happened, but I can't believe it happened. And you wanted a story. Well, by God, you got it. So the guy in the back goes, why do you keep mentioning 9-11? And why do you look at me? He goes, well, and the stewardess has to separate those two the one guy that was arguing with the Turkish guy, he's from Jordan or something. He goes, he starts standing up for him. Why you all look at us? We're from Islam. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm just waiting for one of the air marshals to be on this flight. And nothing, nothing like that happened. But it just. And then the one guy decided to keep making cracks. And they finally had to tell him if he doesn't shut up. They'll land in the nearest city. I'm like, this This is possibly one of the worst days of my life right now. <laughs> uh, so I had to mute my mic because I was laughing so hard. I didn't want to mess up your story. And all I wanted was a Sprite. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the damn, the lady keeps walking by. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
and looking at me. And then the one guy that we're over at this time, we're over, I guess, what? Uh, we just got into Texas, and one guy goes, look how far it is down there. He's the same guy making the cracks about the planes. I'm like, this is th- – who in the hell have I gotten on a plane with? This, I've got to be on a, some kind of TV show right now. Yeah, this is Candy Camera. <laughs> oh, my God. And and it was just back and forth. Uh-huh. What are you looking at? Why are you looking at me? Wah, wah, wah. Uh-huh. Oh, man, this is like 9-11. Uh-huh. And it was just on and on and on. So finally. Were you watching the back of the plane and see if Anthony Kutcher was come out and go, you're oh, punked. I'm, I'm telling you, you're punked. And I was like, no, I'm something else. This is ridiculous. So we finally we finally land in Albuquerque. And when, when I left, it was like. Uh, in Nashville was like probably 64 degrees. Well, that day in Albuquerque, it was 92. Oh, so it, was a, my, it was a cool oh day in Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. It was a cool day in Albuquerque. So we get there. We have to sit there for another hour because the jackass that was up in the front, he decided to make a scene with one of the with the stewardess about something else, one of his jokes about 9-11. So the damn Albuquerque Police Department had to actually come on to the plane. I thought they were there to get me. That's the crazy part about it. I'm like, oh, my God. They just lied about the $1,000 fine. They lied about the $1,000 fine. I'm going into Albuquerque. They've got me. They've got me. And, yeah, so the guy that was making the cracks and the jokes – Turns out to be wanted. I mean, there's that. I'm like, this is not even possible right now. It almost sounds like you're trying to write the script to Airplane Three. I'm really, I'm serious. And the entire time, the one guy in the bag goes, <laughs> he opens up a bag. He has another bag of the nastiest shit i've ever smelled in my life and he's back there (laughs) you're you're, you're making fun of that food because it was horrible to you but you know what i'm gonna give that guy props he was prepared for flying in america oh yeah he was prepared all right he prepared me to want to throw up he had all the snacks he had all the entertainment he was good to go it was the strangest flight ever and the entire time i've uh I didn't mention the one young girl that's sitting over in the corner and she's got like a, a like a low blouse on. Well, I, it's kind of like Seinfeld again, where you look over and you can't look away from cleavage. Well, she caught me with my, and I'm at the time I'm wearing a cowboy hat and boots. She caught me looking at her and I'm like, Oh my God. And the entire time she's talking to the old lady next to her. I didn't mention this. She's telling her about the fact that, that I'm a pervert the entire flight. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. So then we get a signal. She calls her boyfriend and tells her boyfriend that I've been staring at her and looking at her. The only thing I did was look at her cleavage the entire time. So now 
I'm, I mean, th- this is just out of the world. I think I'm going to prison in New Mexico. I think that I'm, I'm next to uh, the, 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 the Sunni and the, the Shia guys from Jordan and Turkey that don't like each other. I'm, I'm, it's just the absolute craziest thing. So we, we start to get off the flight and I mean, it just can't, it, it can't get any, it can't get any worse at this time. I got to use the bathroom and of course, and it's just, you know, it's not one of the, it's not the nasty. It's the, it's the pee pee. And I get off the plane. I got, I mean, I got to pee so bad. It's ridiculous. So I shit you not, <laughs> no pun intended. I get off the plane and I start to go and, you know, we're in Albuquerque. So they've got stuff in Spanish and in English. So uh, Banyo or whatever. So I'm in, I'm, I'm going through the airport, every freaking bathroom was being worked on. It was like they, they orchestrated my bladder to not be relieved. Every one of them. And oh. then I finally, I finally find one and I don't know what it was a, a convention or something's going on for the cleaning people of, of Albuquerque. But I'm going to uh, – finally, there's a bathroom. I go to open up the door, and he goes, oh, sorry, senor. <laughs> We're cleaning the baño. What? Are you serious? He, he said, oh, I was just opening up the door to put the, uh, to put the chain over the door. I was like, oh, my God. I said, I've got to pee so bad. And he goes, what is wrong, senor? Are you okay? I was like, no, I'm far from okay. I've just had the plane ride from hell. He said, oh, yeah, did you hear about the idiot that uh, brought a gun to the airport that played for the Cowboys? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, that's stupid, ain't it, man? He's like, shoot. You know, shoot. I mean, I don't have a lot going for me, but I know better than to bring a gun to the airport. And I'm like, Okay, I get it, God. I get it. I don't understand it, but I get it. So, oh yeah. So I get to to the airport. Um, uh, I get. I see that uh, one of my favorite shows, Breaking Bad, was filmed there. So I eventually I get to finally find a bathroom, and apparently I was in the wrong part of town. My my ride didn't show up. I had to walk four miles with my baggage in the 90 degree heat in the desert in Albuquerque. Um, I mean, yeah. And uh, it, I mean, it was ridiculous. So <laughs> I, I don't even know it, you wanted a story. Well, you got one. Oh yeah. And so I, I get to finally get to where I'm going and it was, uh, the people didn't laugh. They, they, they said there, we have a saying here in Albuquerque. I was like, what is that? He goes, we laugh in the manana. I was like, what's that mean? He said, we laugh in the morning. I was like, okay, what's that mean? He goes, we don't laugh. I was like, okay, gotcha. He's like, we, we drink and uh, we occasionally uh, we occasionally shoot people. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, well, wonderful. So it, it was just, it was a trip from hell. They didn't raise a ton of money that they thought they were going to raise. Then they end up blaming me for it. Um, Why is it but, your fault? Uh, yeah, well, no. It, uh, actually, that part, um, it, it really, it was, they appreciated me, but one of the guys was like, why did we bring him here? You know, he didn't do anything for us. And out there, that's what they talk like. And I was and I said, yeah, hey, man, I just came out here to show my support. You know, I was in the military, blah, blah, blah. He's like, where did you serve? I was like, I was in the National Guard. He goes, oh, one of those. I was like, yeah, one of those. Jesus, like not, not your fault you didn't get deployed. Yeah. So um, that's uh, that's one of the stories. Wow. And that, you guys, was definitely an outrageous story about the flight from hell. And we will be featuring the wonderful Moonshine because I am guarantee you he has way more funny stories to tell. Um, and I'm telling you, Moonshine, if you haven't worked this story into your comedy as a routine, you're, you're doing a disservice to your comedy. I'm just saying this is a great story. All right, guys, that's it for this story, and we will be back with Moonshine another day, I am sure, with more. Everybody have a wonderful day. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, That's the Angry Ninja Show or the Middle of the Road Podcast, whichever one it was. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you enjoyed That's the Angry Ninja Show, go check out the Middle of the Road Podcast with Moonshine Ninja. And if you're enjoying Middle of the Road, go join the other show on the network, That's the Angry Ninja Show. Um, If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash jokes. If you want to reach out to us, you can hit us on Twitter at cman2342. Or you can search for us on Facebook. Everything's under the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. And reach out to us. We'll answer your questions, talk to you. Heck, I'll even bring you on the show as a guest if you have a good story you want to tell. All right, guys. Everybody have a wonderful day, morning, night, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Everybody have a good day. Bye. I'm Sierra Bravo, and I'm the narrator of a brand new, first of its kind, sitcom podcast called Popcorn for Dinner. This show has everything a sitcom should. Relatable problems, wacky characters, and even a will-they-won't-they. They. It's comfort listening at its finest. And there's even a laugh track. But don't worry, you get used to it. Popcorn for Dinner, a brand new sitcom available wherever you get your podcasts. Popcorn.